You want to just jam to it for a little while? Well, welcome to Film Narc. Uh, we're going to do the movie Spotlight on, uh, you guessed it, maybe, The Magnificent Seven. There's the music. Listen to that. Ride on. Ride on. Somehow I don't think you solved my problem. Now we're just watching it. We should probably do the podcast. At no, this point. That's a dumb idea. It's uh, Chris's turn to do the movie spotlight, and he chose Magnificent Seven, the movie. Yes. So we're jumping the first six, and we're just diving into yep, the seven. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm doing Magnificent Seven because Magnificent the remake is coming out soon this month, and it looks really good with uh, Denzel Washington Denzel and Chris Washington. Pratt. Chris um, Pratt. The original Magnificent Seven was a westernized version of Seven Samurai, hmm. made, uh, directed by Kura, Kurosaka or something like that. No, it's Kurosawa. Akira Akira Kurosawa. Um, Bless it, you. So the guy, there was this guy, and he wanted to get the rights to it because he thought it would make a good um, western movie. So he did, and then. <clears throat> Yul Brenner had the same idea, and Yul Brenner actually had. Not only does he star in it, but he wanted. He really had a, a lot of impact on making the film and wanting to get it done, uh, because they saw Seven Samurai, thought it was a really good movie, thought it would make a really good uh, western. Hmm. Um, the guy who originally got the rights sold it to like John Sturgis to direct and like kind of gave it to them to make the movie. And this other guy liked it so much that he wanted sole producer credit on the movie and the other guy sued him. So there was actually like in the beginning of the like making of the movie, there was a court case about producer credits because the guy who actually paid for the rights to make the movie um, they were the other guy wanted to take his name off of the movie entirely. So this mm. went through a lot of hands to actually get going because everyone wanted a piece of it. Yeah, there was a bit how of many controversy. hands? Seven. Seven. Seven hands, <laughs> exactly. But um, I think what's more interesting. I mean, it's a really good movie. Um, Yul Brenner. It's just like I really like Yul Brenner, and you see why he was a movie star when you watch this. He he had a lot of uh. He had a really strong presence on screen. This is the first movie that Steve McQueen did. He had been in TV shows, but he had never been in a movie. So this was like his um, awakening outing role. And he, you can tell with him as well uh, that he um, had a strong presence on the screen and was very comfortable in movies. Um, there was a lot of competition between the ensemble male cast, especially Steve McQueen and Yul Brynner. Steve McQueen was bothered that Yul Brynner was like, the movie star and Steve McQueen. Yeah. You keep like, mentioning Yul Brenner, and all I can think of is Cool Runnings. That scene in the movie where he talks about how the guy looks like Yul Brenner. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's where my brain went. It's a nice pull. Well, anyhow, um, 
No, please continue with Apparently, your movie so spotlight. Cool <laughs> throughout the throughout the movie, you can see Steve McQueen whenever he's on screen, he'll like take his hat off and like swing it around, or like he'll like play it with something on his face. And he would do that all the time to take attention away from Yul Brenner and put it on That's him. That's awesome. Upstaging. So he would upstage Yul Brenner, and it bothered Yul Brenner a little bit. But actually, Steve McQueen had this huge like. Uh, <clears throat> almost like Napoleon complex when it came to Yul Brenner and he was always complaining. He would tell the other people in the cast like, why is this horse so much bigger than everyone else's horse? <laughs> and like, did you see his gun? What? Did you see the gun they gave him? His gun is so much bigger. And I thought that was so funny because the guy talking about it was like, it sounds like a joke. And it's funny looking back at it. But at the time, he was totally serious. He was like really like bothered. That's crazy. I, I just think it's really funny. I didn't and know Steve that. Steve McQueen now is like this huge star. But at the time, he was really felt dwarfed by Yul Brenner in the movie. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Horse envy. And what Yul Brenner told him. <laughs> and, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Thank you. What Yul Brenner told him, he said, you need to quit doing all these like little things like playing with your hat and stuff. Because when we're both on screen together, all I have to do is take off my hat and nobody will look at you again. Because he's got like a bald mm-hmm. head and it's really noticeable. And I thought that was funny um, that he said that to yeah. him. And apparently he quit doing stuff. Over time, the cast really started to get together like and get along really well. And yeah. apparently um, they were really good friends and they would play poker and stuff and gamble with each other and things like that. But I just thought it was funny that in the start there was a lot of like competition between the characters, actors. Classic Lightning McQueen. Yep. Lightning McQueen <laughs> is not his name, but... This is his nickname. Yeah. In cars. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say. Played by Owen Wilson. <laughs> totally unrelated. Steve McQueen, he's cool. Yul Brenner, he was awesome. It has a lot of people, like, before they got big. Um, and then a lot of, like, characters who are based on... Um, you know, the seven samurai characters, yeah. and so that's cool. Uh, the uh, Akira Kurosawa, after he saw it, he uh, said he loved the film. He actually judged it as a completely separate film. He yeah. knew it was based on Seven Samurai, obviously, but he said just as a movie, he thought it was a really good. And he sent the director, John Sturgis, a sword in the mail. Oh, that's awesome. It. Yeah, as like that's almost cool. a thanks. I want a sword. Yeah. Yeah. I well, thought that was really uh, cool. Two. Um, want to give it to me uh, there's uh, yeah there's, <laughs> one for each hand there's a couple like secret so w- something that's interesting is the the guy who primarily wrote the script doesn't have a screen credit because hmm. they brought this other guy they needed to do rewrites because there was a censor from mexico they filmed it in mexico and the mexico people didn't want them to paint mexicans, mexicans in a bad think, light. yeah there you go so um so they had a person on set with them like making sure that they didn't you know make Mexicans look dirty or bad or villainous. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they had to make little changes to the script. Um, and they had a rewriter come in and the guy who did the rewrites, they figured he did enough that they gave him a credit on the, on the movie. And the guy who originally wrote the script was so upset about it. He didn't want to share the credit that he had them take his name off of it. So this amazing script that basically he was responsible for, he doesn't even have a credit on. I thought that was interesting. Um, That's rude. But the script was really unique. A lot of really classic lines. Like um, I love love the part where he's like, wow, that was the most amazing shot I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, 
it was terrible. And he's like, how can you say that? And he's like, I wasn't aiming for the guy I was aiming for his horse. Like little things like, yeah. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of talk in the movie where they talk about how difficult it was being a cowboy. And so instead of like worshiping this old, like idealistic idea, they were like, Oh, you know, we're so lonely and we never win. And yeah. like all, and so it was a lot more complex. Um, so it became a classic. They didn't think it was going to be uh, like the producers and the studio thought it was going to be a flop. And they were like, let's, you know, stop putting money into it and let's like release it on this day and no one's going to watch it. But it ended up being huge. Yeah. Um, I think the best things about it, other than the cast, which was amazing, was the uh, writing of the script and the score, which is really good. And you heard a little bit of it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. It's so iconic now that you don't realize it's from the Magnificent Seven because mm. they reused it over and over again. Yeah. Um, and it, you hear it and you immediately think Old West. And yeah, uh, it was uh, after that movie was made, they went a little bit more into like the Italian spaghetti westerns, and then the westerns kind of faded. Wait, out. Wait, what? After Italian after, spaghetti westerns? Yeah. What am I missing? Something? No, I've never heard I've that. Heard spaghetti westerns. Yeah, they're called spaghetti westerns because they're like have an Italian influence. Oh, the... I didn't realize. That I didn't so know racist. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had you're literally like had no idea. Westerns. <laughs> Why did you think it was called spaghetti westerns? It's like a bolognese western. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to sound really stupid and naive. But because their legs bow out, it's like wet noodles. <laughs> I really like that picture. It yeah. sort of makes. I've never even way. heard the term before. So spaghetti western. Yeah, oh, specifically man. when you said Italian spaghetti, yeah, Italian meatball spaghetti lasagna, western, uh, bolognese, yeah. uh, fettuccine. Yeah, so I wasn't sure what he meant. It's just an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out because it's a good story. And it's cool to see all these people on screen. I actually haven't um, seen the movie. Like Yul um, Brenner and Steve McQueen. It's cool to see why... It's it's very clear when you watch this movie why these guys became movie stars. Yeah. Yul Brenner was already a movie star, but everyone else, especially Steve McQueen... Steve McQueen became huge after this movie, but one, when he did this movie, he wasn't really known in the movie world, so... I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a rating for this movie? Oh, wow. Um, I watched it. <laughs> I've seen it. I, it's one of those movies that I never thought to rate um, because it's it's just a classic. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, some so, classics, I think you're right. You I do. Uh, it it's holds hard to up. rate. It holds up in that when you watch it now, it's still a good movie. Um, I don't know. It's difficult. I feel well, like I would weird. need to watch it again because yeah. I wasn't thinking about it critically when I watched it. Yeah, that's one of those things where with these older movies and classics, you just kind of see it for what it is and what it's known for instead of really looking at it and being like, okay, well, let's see. How's the story? How does it fit in? Um, it's just one of those things that you just enjoy. But it is I a enjoy really ratings. <laughs> I've seen the original you know, Seven Samurai, and that's yeah. an amazing movie. And Magnificent yeah. Seven... I think you've said before that that's a 5 out of 5 for you for Seven Samurai, right? I don't know, but I think that's kind of assumed. It's considered one of the greatest yeah. movies ever It's an made. incredible film. So uh, let's just say that this has a 4. It's, I think it's or 3. higher 7. than 4. It's higher than 4, but it's not quite a 5. How about this? 
How would you rate the seven, seven, seven magnificent seven song? For I would go three point five. I didn't like it very much. I, I would, would go like... five out of five. I was digging that. So we're talking at this point. We're talking a four. Let's just agree that it's a four. Oh, I now. think the movie itself is better than a four. All right, I'm just, I'm just joshing. I think the song. The movie isn't represented <clears throat> by the trailer music. It so, is for me. <laughs> You said it's based on the you said seven too many times. <laughs> you said it's based on the seven. seven Samurai. Yeah, but they actually it, it's based how closely, closely enough. Yeah, I was just going to say how closely does it? Well, that they had to pay for the rights. Okay. They had to buy the rights for the movie um, in order to make the Magnificent Seven. So it's it's almost the same story, just with. Cowboys. Cowboys and Indians, or like cowboys and bandits, mm-hmm. instead of samurais and, you know, warriors. Okay. Or whatever. So, yeah. Hmm. It's a great movie. Check it out. I think I'd probably give it like a 4.5. Okay. That seems like a... Have you... Do you know where you can stream it or watch it? Or? Um, no, I don't know. Because you said you own it, right? Yeah, I just watched it on DVD and then watched like a, a documentary of the making of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which was fascinating. So if you do get a chance to watch the documentary, it's worth it. Um, and you can Google that. Yeah, I feel like you guys are maybe on the a big side of the wrong. Let's just let's just re-experience. Seven, seven, seven. The magnificent seven. Just listen to the words. They were only seven, but they fought like seven hundred to bring the kind of justice that would last. Okay, they were only seven, but they fought like 700. Right. Right? Seven, seven, seven. That's impressive. Seven. Uh, A type of justice that would last? Guys, Mm. this isn't five-minute justice. Yeah, but how long? (laughs) This is forever justice. They should call it... Forever justice? Magnificent seven forever justice. (laughs) That's the tagline. Yeah. (laughs) Forever justice. Yeah. Okay, so I think just by playing that clip you're both wrong okay uh i don't accept that agrees yeah chris did you have anything else uh it's it's just a great movie there's a lot of things that we take for granted now that started with this movie um and so i think it's just one of those movies that if you like films you should watch it especially if you like westerns but you'll like this movie whether you like westerns do you like westerns I do, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not like a big Western fan. I actually haven't seen a lot of the Westerns. I, My dad I, likes I Westerns, like so I've seen a there's lot. There's so many Westerns that I like to watch the best of the best, like Tombstone. We were talking about oh, that earlier. Dude. That's an amazing movie. Tombstone is um, so good. So I like what you can get out of Westerns, which is very confident men who have a fast draw, and I like the kind of world where you live and die by the gun. And um, so, yeah, it, they definitely make for good movies. So, anyhow, Magnificent Seven. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I wish I could give you. I wish it was streamable. I don't know if it is. Watch it, Pilgrim. Nice. Scene selection. Scene selection. Scene selection. Selection. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Alright, we are into a new 
like, whoa, he's really going for it. Use it as an alarm clock, yeah, maybe? Oh, yeah. This would be... Do you know how happy you would wake up in the morning? <laughs> it, it is like... It'd be like that uh, that meme of... Uh, what's his name? Walking down the street when he's got his foot in front of him. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you know that one. <laughs> we didn't stop the recording Lawless at all. Let's transition. No. Um, okay. So jumping into scene selections, Chris. It's a happy song. Uh... What is the topic I'm sorry of the that that didn't make okay. any sense. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no. The nope. the meme that Something you were about referencing. A foot in front of him. I haven't well, seen he's him. just like walking down the street. He's like all happy-go-lucky. Oh, okay. Like you know the shirts um you know what? I'm going to stop explaining this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just I'll, show it to I'll us find afterwards. A, yeah, I'll find a picture That's and I'll show idea. you afterwards. Um, Maybe I'll put it up on the uh the website yes. so that you can see what I'm talking about. That's a good idea. And so that I don't sound like such an idiot. <laughs> Okay, so today's scene selection is uh, our favorite personified inanimate objects. Yes. I think that's the best way to put it, and I think... Uh, it's kind of vague, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. To, actually, there's not a whole lot of them in Think movies. of something that doesn't move and talk. And now, imagine it could move moving and, talk, and talking. And that's what we're talking about. Or it has, it's like, I really, I kind of looked at it as something that is a thing, um, an inanimate object that is a character in the movie, or Mm. like, you know, that has an impact. Excuse me. So, yeah. Um, Who wants to go first? Honorable mentions. I could start with mine if Um, you guys want. No, you just did movie spotlight. You sit down. Okay, thank you. I decided I'm just going to go aggressive for the rest of this. Because I was I was standing earlier, and now I'm sitting. Uh, Matt, do you want to go first? Oh, now it's me. Okay. No, you know what? That attitude. I'll go first. My honorable mention. <laughs> I don't know if I like aggressive, Corey. <laughs> Way to uh, take the reins, Corey. Way to take charge. My uh, my honorable mention is the Killer Tomatoes from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Aha! Uh-huh. I thought about that. Yes, they uh, are tomatoes that are now alive. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And they attack, and they have sharp teeth, and they jump Somehow. And I remember there was a cartoon of that, and it had a theme song. It was like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack, attack of the Killer, killer tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a cartoon, wasn't Fully there? Fully watched was. that, too. I watched yeah. What? Why was that? Why do I remember that in the time of like SWAT cats and street I sharks? I think it was right around there. Because it was yeah. like early nineties. Street sharks, man. You know what's cool? Rollerblading. You know what else is cool? Sharks. Uh, Hell yeah. Maybe it wasn't. It was like mid nineties, maybe. <laughs> and also know. Double Dragon, because yeah. that uh, show was awesome. I always wanted a twin with a bike. I mean, a motorbike. <laughs> with a bike. I mean, there's a big motorcycle. Difference. All right. Honorable mentions. Moving around the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Where well, I'll go. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> you said you wanted to go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my number my number three out of a list of three uh, has three. Hold on. The three honorable mentions? No. You just don't a have list. Any? I have a list of three. But in that list of three, this one has three. You'll, it'll make sense in a minute. So I have two honorable mentions and okay. a number one, but my number three has three. Okay, so you ranked your honorable mentions. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Number three. So basically, yeah. number three. Doing, no, instead of it's doing still, it's still mentions, not going to make. Just did two lists. <laughs> no, you'll see in a second. Okay. So you this is the o- no. This is the only one that I have this for. Okay. <laughs> within the same movie, so. Uh, okay. It's within the same movie. I'm that's why. That. Okay. okay. Toy Story number three, of number three. Yeah. Is um Mr. Mrs. Potato Head. Okay, I thought you were gonna say the shark that says. Right, no, that's you, my oh, number two. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm Woody. Audi, 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 Audi. That's that's his one part, and it's great. Dude, it's I'm amazing. So excited you chose the shark. I feel like he doesn't get enough attitude. <laughs> and then number one attitude. is course, of course, oh. is Woody. It has to be Woody. Yeah. Woody um, is Toy Story amazing. two, um, and the whole story that uh, that goes on there with uh, the prospector and uh, what's her name, Mary Ellen. Luann, sure. Sue Ann. Yeah. What I don't remember his, her name for some Jessie? reason. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse the Yodel and Cowgirl. <laughs> yeah. Um and the horse. The horse is awesome. Bullseye. Bullseye is awesome. Every time Bullseye. Ride like comes the on wind, screen, Bullseye. <laughs> He's so much I don't laugh at every horse. <laughs> Imagine if Woody had a toy Wolverine. This movie is nuts. <laughs> All right, callbacks, okay? <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about right now. Well, hopefully, because this is part two. Oh, well. Don't listen yeah. to right. this without listening to part one. Do whatever you want. No, don't do it. Do you have more? Honorable mentions? No, no, no. That's okay. So, you so that was my yeah. That was the only was, one that had three. That's why I was so confusing. I see. I see. I see. Um, how do you th- what do you, how do you feel about Buzz? Tim I, I, I mean, I love Buzz, yeah. but Woody's my number one. He right. always and will be. There's some, there's a line that Woody says in that movie that I'll never when he's going off on him and he's like, "You are uh, a uh, toy. Yeah. You're a child's plaything." I just love how like that's intense. Yeah, and like. But Woody has, like, come to terms with that, and Buzz hasn't, so he's just like, oh, I love, it's amazing. <laughs> Anyhow. Don't worry, Woody. Soon you'll be around the campfire with Andy, cooking delicious hot schmoes. <laughs> I called have, s'mores, Buzz. I have two honorable mentions. Okay. Um, one is Rex from Toy Story. I feel like you gotta, like, I knew we were all gonna go Toy Story when it comes to... I chose no Toy Story. Well, characters. that's why it's an honorable mention. Fine. My second one is the douche from Sausage Party. Um, I cannot say enough good things about this character. He's so funny because he is a douche, and it's great. And that's basically all I have to say about it. It's hilarious. So who is the voice? Um, Nick Kroll. Of course he is. Oh, of course he is. He does a good job. Doesn't he have a character in his show that's called the douche? Um, that's in Parks and Recreation. That's in Parks. Yeah. 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 The douche. The douche. (laughs) That was a dumb part of that show. I thought it was funny. I liked it. I like how he was. Like a legitimately really cool guy, but yeah, radio, yeah, but his radio no, persona. No, yeah, <laughs> no, the best part is when he like applies for a job yeah. there, and you find out that he's like he has like two master's degrees. Super intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so did you have another honorable mention? Nope, just two. Okay, so we are jumping into number three. What was your honorable mention? I told you. The Killer Tomatoes. Oh, right. Okay, we sorry. Sing a song uh, together, Holy Chris. crap. Wait, what do you mean number three? What? This is number two. No, this is number three. Okay, go for it. Do you remember how there's honorable mentions that are outside of the top three? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I just thought it was three. Okay, so was that your number? So that was, was that my number three? three. Okay, that was Matt's number three. Okay, so Matt did his number three, which were three people. <laughs> which was, which was, was a three-parter. What you are saying is making so much more sense the farther we go along. <laughs> it's like a choose-your-own-adventure novel where you're getting more the of the story place. depending on the decisions. Uh... Okay, I didn't so explain it well. Matt's three are all from Toy Story. Is number three with three characters from Toy Story. <laughs> right. <laughs> the more you explain it, the stupider it sounds. <laughs> well, his number three was basically the entire film. Okay, so how about Matt's two honorable mentions were the shark from Toy Story and then uh, Mrs. Potato Head and then his number three was Woody. Yeah, that's fine. Like that's that. fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. What's your number three, Jeez. My number three is Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. Aha. Yep. Uh, more of the straight man to Lumiere. Uh, and mm-hmm. Chris is making looks. He chose Lumiere somewhere. You bastard. <laughs> um, but Cogsworth, I love Cogsworth as the straight man, especially during the, um, uh, the big song, uh, Be Our Guest, and... He keeps getting stuff thrown on him as he's singing, and I, I just love him as a character. I think he helps out the humor of the other characters, just like any good straight man would do. He's very charming and likable. Mm. He's got that, like, you know, I don't have a, f- a really fat uncle, but if I did, I feel like he'd be like Cogsworth. Yeah. You know? And what's great about those characters is that their real-life versions of themselves look exactly like yeah <laughs> the object versions of themselves <laughs> the little mustache that is the hands of the, yeah, hands yep, of yeah. The clock. yeah that was good um all right who wants to go next for number three i think it's is it me well you already did your three. Oh yeah yeah okay oh, that's so true. Actually, sure, i guess it has to be me yeah. Yeah. my my number three is lumiere <laughs> well, look at that. he he gets the girl mm. who is literally hot because she's a candlestick um She's the duster. Yeah. Dang it. I just thought since he was a candlestick, Lumiere he hooked up with a candlestick. He's a candlestick. Yeah, well, anyhow. She ends up still turning, turning into a French I always bait. liked Lumiere. He's, he's got the stuff with the girl going on, but also he's kind of a leader of the inanimate objects mm-hmm. of the household. He leads the Be Our Guest song yeah. um, and uh, kind of leads the fight, too to a certain extent and I always looked up to Lumiere I always felt really akin to Chip yeah. but I always felt like Lumiere was that like, would have been my choice if I if I had picked cool. from Beauty and the Beast I would have picked Chip I'm glad you brought up Chip because here's an issue I had a discussion with someone and they brought this up and I was like whoa uh, when Chip's up and they're singing the song and Mrs. Potts is like alright Chip back in the cupboard with your brothers and sisters there are tens of other cups in that cupboard that have never come out. Yeah. Oh. She's just like, I did you're not the one think people about like. that. We'll just keep your brothers and sisters locked in here. <laughs> like, yeah. now that oh. we're all plates, you no, have to be in the cupboard before you were down no, in the basement. They, not that we just all, locked you in. Not all the food underneath the door. Not all the eat. dishes and furniture are people. Well, I don't know. They're all dancing I don't around. think. Because everyone has a... Everyone has like a real life know. counterpart yeah. when they when like the spell is broken. Um, yeah, the books and dishes and no, stuff. They yeah. still Most have to the have dishes, dishes, but the other have. cups don't come out because she still has them locked in some sort of a room. They all like <laughs> burst out of the cup and they're like, "We're real boys." She's like, "Back to the basement. Get we down can't there. all fit in this tiny what? cup." What do you think the beast has a dungeon? It's to hold all of Mrs. Potts' other children. <laughs> 
That is silly. And that's, I like it. That's dark, but uh, very funny. Anyway. Oh. All right. Good choices. Moving on to number two. Matt, do you want to go first? Number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like number yeah. two, so. Yeah. Um, man, I had more that I wanted to do. I'm not going to do it all. I'm not going to do it all. I always overdo it. I do way too many. So I'm not going to. Wait, what do you mean you're not going to do it all? He had three for number two as well. (laughs) I'll just do it. No, no. no, I didn't have three for number two. I just have a list of like ten things. Well, any one of those could have been honorable mentions, Matt. (laughs) Damn it. I wanted to do the the third one as three. I thought it was clever. Uh, It wasn't. Do you realize that... (laughs) That having a list for each number completely defeats the purpose of, like, having a top three. Don't worry about it. You better not have, like, three number ones, because then your number one is... No, my number one is going to blow your face off. And my number two is the carpet from Aladdin. Nice. Very good choice. Nice. Very good choice. That is a good choice. I thought so. I love it. Nice. I love the movie. I did think about... Thinking outside the box and going with the lamp that Genie comes out of, because technically it's an inanimate object that comes to life, quote unquote. Hmm. It doesn't really have any personality but, though. But like the Genie the rug, does. The rug has a lot of personality. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, the rug has doesn't. a lot of personality. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, my number two I'm is losing to a rug. <laughs> my number two is the Ginger Dead Man from the horror movies. Oh Ginger my Dead God. Man. Voiced by Gary Busey. Wow. Um, he Current hates, day Gary he, Busey? Or? Yeah, it was pretty recent. <laughs> There's been three of them. Uh, Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust. Nice. And then God. Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. Um, oh, uh, that just in, almost infuriates me. <laughs> that... um, yeah, you showed a, those to me in high school. Yeah, there's a scene where he uh, threatens a rat. As a little gingerbread man, and it's uh, quite hilarious. But I feel like that's more like his real life now. Yeah, I've been <laughs> it's, it's, than it had been. Whoa, 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 it, is, whoa, whoa, whoa. it is actually a documentary about the life of Gary Busey. He just <laughs> holds a gingerbread puppet on his the hand. Rise and, and fall, like, Gary Busey. Yeah, and he keeps yelling at his Amazon Fire TV, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ringing that bell. Ah! Alright, uh, so next, number two. Number two. My number two is Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. Nice. I was oh, thinking you did some Wizard pull of Oz that. Ones. You that did pull that. Well, I, it I was like Mr. Hanky at first. Nice. Um, from South Park, but I, I just, I really like the Scarecrow. Yeah. Also, this goes deep for me, which is that I think, well, Socrates said, Sorry to get philosophical, but Socrates said that knowing how much you don't know is the beginning of wisdom. And uh, Scarecrow, he he doesn't think he has a brain, so he thinks that he has something to learn from everyone mm-hmm. and from everything. And I think all people should kind of have that attitude. We can learn something from everyone. Dang. So I feel like through Scarecrow, we see an attitude or a philosophy on life that could be very valuable. So I like him as a character, and he is a Scarecrow, so it yeah. totally works. That is a really good point. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Number one. Number one. (laughs) Harry Potter's wand. The wand chooses the wizard. Oh. The wand is alive. His his wand breaks, and then he gets a different wand. Yeah. The elder wand. 
So Correct. is it the Elder Wand? Or no, Harry it's original. I would say that's the original. It's original. The original okay. has that moment where he first holds it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, the heavens open. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, light light shines down and well, stuff. But all the wand really does is choose Harry, and it does choose him. It's magic, too. Right, but, well, no, no, like, he couldn't <laughs> do magic without it, but tales. I feel like it's, it's not super personified. No, I, uh... No, the way that you use the wand is how it is personified. Like the the motions in which they, you remember the the, the old Patronus, you could yeah tribute to the wand and the person exactly. I I think that's that's a thinker, but I think it counts. It well actually it is a like I said it is a character in the story, yeah. so it definitely works. That's in a that big sense. part of the story There's because of... well and a lot of things happen especially if you read the book. Because of the wand. Yeah. Like when he has that little duel with Voldemort when Cedric dies. Yeah. Um, it's Spoiler because, alert. <laughs> it's because they're, the feather that was used, the phoenix feather was, that was uh, used for their wands, are the same or something like that? Yeah. From the same from phoenix? From the same phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, yeah. yeah. so they like connect and there's this big hullabaloo. Anyhow, it's really cool. And so yes. in that sense, the wand is definitely a big part of the story. So yeah. I like that. That's cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that. you did. Wouldn't have thought of that. Um, it's a good one. I don't know if anyone put this one down, but this one is from TV. Nice. Okay, the magic flute from HR Puffin stuff. HR Puffin stuff. Yeah. What? HR Puffin stuff. The whole story is about a kid that goes to this magical land. And he has a magic talking flute that he keeps in his pocket, and it's like, oh, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> we need to what? go. It's a Sid and Marty Croft show with a. Hold on, you guys are acting like you've never seen HR Puff and stuff. Yeah, nope. I don't think we have. Never seen it. I don't think either what? of us have. <laughs> HR Puff and stuff. HR Puff and stuff. It was an old kids show from the '60s, I believe. Oh, okay, um, that makes sense because it's you know we were born. How in did you see it? The late '80s. Because I'm awesome. Okay, so this is more for the listeners who are cool. <laughs> okay. Where did you watch it? Yeah, seriously. Was it on... on DVD, w- hold on, you. was it wow. on TV when you were growing up? Oh, no, yeah, it replayed on TV all the time. Where? Oh, Channel 10. <laughs> no, I mean, like... <laughs> no? Like, was, was it, it like, PBS TV? or something? Or No, I don't know. I think it was on one of those channels. Uh, but I remember seeing it as a kid. H.R. Puffin stuff was a very, very famous... <laughs> It's television. I've definitely, so I've definitely heard we, the name before. It's so crazy that we've never, like, neither of us have ever heard of that. No, no, That's I didn't insane. know that it was a show. I Google it. HR Puff and Stuff? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, HR Puff and Stuff. Magic Flute from HR Puff and Stuff. It's fantastic. The listeners will know. I'm going to have to believe about. you at this point. Yep, just agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried one of you guys would have picked it because oh, it's, it's such a, like it's an a iconic. Show. Yeah, except there's a real boy in it. Right. Boy. R- well, kind of like uh, yeah. All the Sid and Marty Croft like shows like um had lots of puppet work. Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, wh- where there's like a couple real people, but it's mostly puppets. Yeah, people um, in costume. Yeah. Or oh, mm-hmm. so this one's people in costumes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I see. That's it. so weird. I honestly, I think weird. that's so weird that we don't. Okay. Well, understand. now you guys got. Home. Was it a good show, Corey? Um, it is 60s cheesy kids television. <laughs> yep, but, uh, it's one of those nostalgia But things. you liked the yeah. flute? Button, button. Who's got the button? That's from HR Puffin stuff? Yeah. I say that. 
<laughs> That's creepy weird. That's the Mandela I effect. It was from something else that I saw. Button, button, who's got the button? It's from a movie that I saw. Yeah, I don't know. It could something be something with that Jim Carrey. Maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Anyway. That's interesting. When you say that in that context, it makes me think of the Riddler. (laughs) Um, Okay, is it number one? one? Yeah, it's your number Number one. Number one. Wilson from Castaway. Oh, that is a good pull. I love this because he... the. It's it's totally personified. It's totally a character in the yep, story. Through Tom Hanks. But it's still fully an inanimate object, and yeah. I like that. It's not like it came to life. It is a volleyball. Okay. But it it, is, it has so much personality. That it has so much is impact pretty good on the story, and you cry when it. Well, yeah, at least man. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a huge fan. I cry when I play volleyball Wilson. now, just because of that movie. <laughs> Wilson, <laughs> as you serve it. Sorry, I hit you again. Wilson even came out with that volleyball for a while. Yeah. He sold it with like the little yeah, they did. on it. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's just a crazy... That's a pretty good pull. Yeah, just... Because um, I was I, thinking I really like alive it it's, yeah. rather than personified. It, it, exactly, and, and so, that's why I like it so much, because it's, it's still an animal object. Right. Um, which is a good pull as well. Thank you. So anyhow, yeah. Wilson we all did great, and I think we can all agree. <laughs> Let's all just give ourselves a pat on the back. <laughs> No, yourself. No. no. Yeah, get, right, get off of me. No. Uh, what's next, Corey? Master? Um, actually, that'll be the end of this episode. So uh, thank you guys for tuning so in. Dang, uh, gone already. And be sure to check us out. We are on Patreon if you dig the show and you want to go on and you want to uh, help contribute so we can do some more stuff, which we'll be throwing out some previews of things that we're planning Uh you want to support us that would be fantastic it yeah help pay for some of this life. equipment that we record stuff on yeah. we're film narc at podcast on on we're film yep. narc excuse <laughs> me we're film narc on instagram we are film narc the podcast film narc podcast, film narc podcast on twitter on twitter we're on film narc.com facebook.com slash film is i think the website and then obviously just like a podcast you know, thing on your phone are the best ways to listen. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of stuff. You can look us up, find us. We would uh, love to talk to you if you want to talk to us. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. Have uh, a wonderful day, film Narkians, from all of us here in the film narc studios. That's definitely a stu- real studio, and it's, it's totally real studio. not in Corey's garage at all. Nope. Peace out, film Narcans. Bye. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs>